Welcome to the Skill Welcome Stadium, the skill a stadium. podcast for the skilled trades, where you can learn about the opportunities and benefits of working in the skilled trades from business owners, hiring managers, and the hardworking, talented professionals. And now, your host, Keith Williams. Hi, this is Keith Williams with the Skill Stadium podcast, and I have today with me John Dascom, and John is the owner of Go Fix It. He is responsible for all the operations of the company. He launched this company back in 2014, and what John does is John had attended Springfield College. He majored in physical education, health, and fitness. He has three sons who he finds he's very passionate about watching them and all the sports that they play in football over the years. He also has a passion for playing basketball likes hiking, listening to great music, podcasts, and reading. And he's getting into the outdoors and believes that being active is something he truly thrives on. He's also building his business, and it's the next closest thing competing athletically. And uh, it's something he's done his entire life. Please welcome John Dascom to the Skill Stadium Podcast. John, how are you this evening? Yeah, thank you, Keith. Keith, thank you so much. Looking forward to uh, this opportunity. It's great. Yeah. And John, I connected with you, I believe it was on Instagram. You seem to have Correct. a pretty strong presence on Instagram. How has that really helped your business out? It's been amazing. Yeah, for us. Absolutely. Yeah, both on Instagram and uh, Facebook is really effective for us as well. And John, you know, we know that there's a skills gap and it's getting <laughs> worse. And, you know, workers are starting to retire in a few years. How do we close that skill gap? How do we get young people into the skill trades? Yeah, I, you know, I always talk about mindset, right? I mean, I, I, you know, you read articles all the time where in the past, you know, I, I would say over the last 20, 30, 40 years, you know, a lot of parents have, uh, you know, have influenced their children to kind of go the college route, which is great. But there leaves that gap, as you talk about, uh, as a viable option in the, in the skill trades, right? So I think... You know, I think it, it's changing the mindset a little bit, right? College is great for a lot of kids, but it's not great for all kids. And um, to have options and to really be thoughtful of, of what they enjoy. Let's face it, a, a lot of kids today coming out of school, they love working with their hands. They like getting outdoor. They like to be creative. And we need to provide a roadmap for them to use those skill sets and get into the trades early on and have parents that support that that need, you know, and I think that's the big thing uh, that you can make a lot of money that is a viable option that it can be a great profession. And it's a skill set that can be used, you know, globally, quite frankly, not only in, in their hometown, but certainly even if they move, they can take those skills anywhere, really, which is amazing. So just to touch on that, college is also very expensive. It's not cheap to go to college. Do you really want your young person to be experimenting on what they want to do on that kind of expense. Exactly. And I know, John, you have sons yourself. Uh, I think I'd seen recently that one of your son had had graduated from uh, high school. Are you, as a parent, how do you guide them on their career path? Knowing what you yeah, know. I think talking to them early on, I mean, I'm, I'm in the skilled trades and, and just saying like, hey, listen, college is not the only option. Here's, here's other ways, you know, that you can be creative and you can, you know, take your career path. 
it's not uncommon that um, when we're in high school or younger, our first opportunities or jobs are, uh, you know, they're in the restaurant business or their landscape. You know, I, I, when I was a kid, I was putting up fences, you know, back in high school uh, for a company, right? Uh, my son in college, the last two summers have been working, is working for a pipe fitter, right? But he's going to college to be an accountant, but quite frankly, he's really enjoying his time. So, so who knows what will happen in the future, but I think providing them options to say, listen, college is not the only way mm-hmm. and helping them and guiding them to make the best choice for themselves, right? Yeah. So, and you know, another thing too, these yeah. days, most people will do six to seven different careers. So doesn't mean that's going to be where you finish. So I think kids today, right, have a lot of pressure to that, that uh, you know, that, hey, I've got to go to college, I've got to get a degree and I've got to be X, right? But I think that if they can, listen to their own heart and what they love to do, being creative and, and getting into the skilled trades is a great profession and uh, something they should be proud of. Yeah. I like the fact that you gave your kids the option because I think some parents push their kids to go into things just because they think it's the right thing to do sure. or they just because everybody else is doing it. And I wonder, you know, if, if we really, you know, if we know our kids, we should be pushing them to what's best suited for them. I agree. So I have three of them and they're all different, right? They're all yes. different. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So understanding that early and seeing those, that, that aptitude, you know, is, is, is important. I know my high school, a lot of college, I mean, a lot of high schools have kind of dropped some of those programs, which are unfortunate, you know, where they have more regional technical schools. Uh, we have one actually, I live in Belchertown, Massachusetts and over in Palmer, they've got a, a regional school, a trade school, and um, it's a big decision for them. What, where do they go? Do they go to the local school? Or do they go to the regional school? So, so I think having those resources available at a young age and be able to make those options are really important as well. We had an exploratory program in my high school, and I went through it, and it was great. We did a little carpentry, a little automotive, right? We did a little woodwork, woodwork painting, uh, so good skill stuff that at least it uh, creates a spark, right? Like, Hey, I, I really enjoy that. Maybe I'll pursue this as a career. So. I agree, and I think we we have you know we've moved away from that, and I think that that's a big mistake because we're paying for it now. Because I was talking to somebody in Boston just the other oh, yeah. day. They do courses, they do digital online courses, and I was talking to him about my platform, and he was saying, I was saying, you know, it's a shortage of plumbers. He said, Yeah, I know. Out here in Boston, it takes us like six weeks to get a plumber out unless there's an emergency. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. you're in the business, so I'm sure you, you get that. I'm sure you understand oh. that. That's going to be a problem because the plumbers are also getting older and retiring. So sure. uh, that can, I agree. You know, they gotta, that's got to get fixed, you know. Uh, yeah, oh, it absolutely, absolutely does. Yeah. Especially in my field, we see it every day, right? I mean, these homes continue in the Northeast anyway, right? I mean, they continue to break down all the time, right? So. Yeah. You know, Keith, I don't know about you, but I don't see robots, you know, working on our houses anytime soon. So what does it take, right? Right? So we need skilled labor. We need, right, men and women that have the ability to work on this. I mean, it's, you know, how many homes are in America? Oh, my gosh. Like, they do the math. It's it's incredible. And uh, we need great people that are doing that work, right? uh, Do you you find it hard to find people? Because you're in a business where you have to go out and hire people. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the mechanical trades for me, you know, electrical, plumbing, HVAC, and we're in Rhode Island. Our company's out of Rhode Island. I see the HVAC trade as one that I, I find difficulty finding, finding good quality uh, labor. So, yeah, there's a dire need in all areas, quite frankly, but the mechanical trades 
for whatever reason, seems to be a little bit more. And maybe because there's typically an apprenticeship, typically, right, it takes you a little while to, you know, you've got to work with a company for a little while and it takes you a little bit to get going and you need the proper education. But, uh, but yeah, we do see a lack of, uh, you know, skilled trades in that area. So are you finding people mainly through your networks, I guess, because, you know, you're in a certain region in the country where, you know, you've worked there for some years. So I, I got to believe you've established some relationships. Yeah, we have. We've been doing it 21 years, been in the industry. But quite frankly, you know, contractor procurement, we still really need help with. We need to continue to find great quality contractors and, and trade partners to support the needs of our own company and our, our homeowners. You know, we pivoted, as you talked about in the introduction, we were a commercial contractor for a number of years and then we pivoted to the residential small repair and maintenance stuff. And we just, you know, opportunity has been booming for us, but we, again, need more, you know, skilled trades and, and uh, to support, you know, the needs of our clients, quite frankly. So we have to make uh, a better commitment to try to find better people, right? And uh, and great people we can trust and rely on, right? I mean, there's a lot of trust that goes involved when you go into somebody's home, like you said, a plumbing issue or whatnot, right? So, you know, how you dress, how you look, how you communicate, right? And, um cleaning up, taking care of, there's a lot of trust going into someone's home. So you need good people. We're, we're always striving to find more. We, we need to continue. That's what I love about your platform. It's, been, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I know. We're trying to do that with the video so that owners can see the uh, prospective employees speaking and how they carry themselves. Yeah. Because like you said, if you're going into somebody's home, there's a mm-hmm. certain expectation that you have to have in terms of professionalism and and soft skills, there's a combination there. You have to have, so I would imagine that it's important to find people who have both those skills, you know, who are not just technical, who can not just only do the work, but be able to deal with your customers. Critical. Yeah, absolutely critical. The ability to communicate today, I think is, is one, right? We talked about the mobile phones and the importance of them and how we're connecting people. But I think, Right now, now we're communicating less on a personal basis, right? And this is still a person-to-person business. So I think those valuable skills, and I don't know if the trade schools are teaching like the little things about communication, about, you know, cleaning up, about a proper attire, the way you present yourself, how you talk, right, to clients and communicate, right, is, is, is vitally important as well in being a successful, you know, skilled trade worker, I think. Yeah, and I, that's important when we're looking for people, right? Yeah, no, I agree with you. That that's the difference of whether somebody gets hired or gets passed over. So I think that companies that have strong cultures are going to set that standard right off the bat, and you know they're not going to mm-hmm. accept anything less. And so it's about people understanding, hey, you know, if I can't meet or exceed those standards, I'm not getting employed here. I think in anything you do, you have to have good customer service skills. Anytime you're dealing with you public. do. You just have to, yeah. just, it's not worth the risk for the business owner. If you don't have that skill set, the damage you're going to do to your customer base and your business is just, it's not yeah. worth it. It's not worth it. I would agree. You work too hard. I would agree. Customers. So, you know, so you got to set sure. that standard. Can you talk yeah. to me, you know, cause you did actually work in the skill trades. Can you talk to me about the transition from working in the skill trades to now being a business owner? Yeah, I've always been more the sales and marketing side. I never actually worked in the skilled trades, but um, I, so I, I, early on, we worked when we launched our company. I was working with a local painter 
was kind of working hand in it. I've done some stuff, but I was never uh, fully in the trade, but recognized that there was a, a serious need. You know, I was telling my 14-year-old son just the other day when we were driving through neighborhoods, like, look at that roof that needs work. Look at that painting. You know, that needs painting. It needs a sidewalk. Those stairs are broken. So so when I drive around, I, I see stuff. But, um, but again, early on, recognizing that there was serious opportunity and we needed to help people and help homeowners was always something that was always on my mind. I was, I'm always have been a creative guy and I've always loved as a small child, like seeing stuff kind of being created, right? To take a piece of land and to put a house on it is, is pretty remarkable. And the, and the tools, we just did a, a basketball court for somebody in their backyard and to see, you know, a dump truck and to see, you know, the asphalt trucks, the machines and to see the tools of the trade that I often talk about. And that, that really excites me, but it's just amazing with innovation and technology how we're able to do that in a short period of time. So it's always excited me and to be able to, you know, little things, right? To take a windowsill that's rotted and, and you know, in half a day, uh, fix it and repair it for a customer and, and they're thrilled and happy. So, uh, yeah, I, I really love the creative side of it and, uh, and seeing work that's done. Yeah. And I think your sales and marketing skills, I, I got to believe that's got to help you because, You've got to be able to have sales skills. That's the only way a business survives. I think for me, and that's why we, with this concept uh, that we launched, right, we, we really are, are, um, are supporting, we look at it as we're supporting the skilled trades, right? So most of the trade partners, right, they go in uh, to the field because they do love working with their hands. They love being creative and they want to help and repair and they love to work all day, right? But they forget that gosh, you still got to bring in work, right? So if you're working in your your field all day, how do you get more work, right? For them, you know, not that it's a waste of time because it's a necessary, you have to do it, right? You've got to bid work, right? You've got to go talk to customers and you've got to have some sales components. So the cool thing with our concept is we're able to help those those trade partners so they can focus on what they love to do and that's either pulling wire or painting or plumbing. We support them on the business side with pricing and we support them with invoicing and then we support, support them with the sales. So we're actually getting work for them and then we're saving them time, effort, and money by helping them connect with great homeowners to get work done. So I think it's a, it's a great marriage between the two. And then the homeowner for, you know, relies on us and trusts in us that we're going to bring, you know, the, the valuable, skilled, vetted, really good contractors to them and to their home. So it's a great marriage, I think, to all of them. So you need to, yeah, you need to get work, right? And and how do you do it? Yeah, uh, what I like about this is you. Everybody focus on what their strengths are. Your strengths are yes. sales and marketing. You stay in your lane. Yeah, and they stay in their yes. lane. So it works out really well. Exactly. That's, that's really smart. What are three things that job seekers can do to increase their chances, or the partners to be able to work with Go Fix It? So what do they have to do to be, you know, yeah. your partner and align with them? What do you need to see? Yeah. I love that platform, right? I mean, it's really difficult today when you, when you, I'm a, again, I, I'm, this is a personal business for us. You need people, right? We're going into customers' houses. So I love your platform that I'm able to see a video. I'm able to hear someone communicate and talk to them. But I think for us, I think attitude is most important. Number two, the ability to communicate. And probably the third thing is their skill, which in fact is kind of ironic. You think, hey, I'm a great plumber, electrician, that should rule the day. But for me, what is your attitude, your mindset, and how can you communicate, right? And that's that's really important for me, those top two things. So that's what I love about what you're doing is I can actually see 
human behind behind their trade, right, and what they yes. do. So, yes, no, yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. And like you said, you guys are so customer oriented. You've got to see how people carry themselves because again, you're putting them in yeah. front of your 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 customers, and you know you don't want to take a chance of damaging that relationship. So that makes no, perfect no, sense. No. How has business been affected by the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, for for us, I'm, I'm grateful. Uh, I really am. You know, you look around, you know, the, the world and, and many businesses are struggling. You see small businesses, you know, restaurant business and other areas that are, you know, not reopening or whatnot. And, um, and I'm grateful and blessed that, uh, you know, really we had about a three-week or four-week kind of slowdown, I would say. Uh, we typically work six days a week. We stopped kind of working on Saturdays. And, and then, you know, a lot of our clients kind of held off on some projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since then, it's been really, really, really busy. And, uh, you know, uh, you're seeing it with material costs go through the roof. So I, I think a lot of people, because they were home with the pandemic, maybe they were looking around and saying, gosh, you know, here's an opportunity for me to do some, some repair, you know, work or, or kitchen renovation, bathroom remodel, or do some painting or do some siding work. And, uh, you know, maybe they tackled it themselves for a little bit or did a portion of the work and then realized, you know, who knows? I need to bring in a professional. So we've been tremendously busy year over year. We're we're up, which is amazing. So uh, yeah, grateful for that. Excellent. What is the yeah. vision you have for the business? Where do you want to go? Where do I, that's such an awesome question. We're out of the Rhode Island market, and um, we service you know southeastern Massachusetts as well. And uh, our goal is is we've been in business. We launched in September 2014, so we're just six years strong. And our vision is to obviously prove this concept, which we are, you know, here locally, and then start to brand it and move move out beyond kind of our uh, our hour. So maybe uh, our approach would be to go to Worcester and go to Boston area, and then potentially like on the islands out in Cape Cod. So we want to have this kind of gradual growth uh, and supporting clients, and then you know, long term vision uh, we have you know contemplated and talked about the potential of, of franchising this concept, you know, naturally. And, uh, but, you know, that's a long-term vision we always put in front of us. It just comes down to, like, helping more clients, I think, and then helping more trade partners connect with those clients. So we can continue that steady growth, and, and the sky is truly the limit. I really like the franchising part, John, because yeah. it could work. The way you've set this business up with how you separate the labor from the sales and marketing and how you've personalized the business – it spells franchise all over it. That's just what yeah. I see. I look at the truck. I see the go fix it trucks. It looks like yeah. a franchise already. That's what I would think just as an outsider looking in. If I, knew I appreciate it. Yeah. What you're doing, that's what would have crossed my mind. Well, what's interesting is you talked about standing in our lane. And the thing that attracted me when I started to see you on Instagram was, you know, instantly. And I think we shared, you know, I shared that with you the first time we chatted was, you know, to me, we can get all the work in the world. We can land work, right? But if we don't have the team behind us, the skilled trades, right, to support us to get that work done, then we get it, right? So it's a twofold approach. So mm-hmm. with yours, and I and I really see how can we put together a program where we're training and educating and developing through our process, you know, trades across the country. And I see someone like your service doing that, right? We're finding good quality people so that when we open the floodgates in a new market, we already have a stable of great contractors locally to support the needs of those uh, of those homeowners that need work, right? Yes. So kind of a two-pronged approach, right? We can 
get all the leads, <laughs> but we need people to do the work. Yes, um, so I agree with you 100%. something that's constantly on my mind, right? Constantly. No, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny story just off the subject a bit. I was running this morning, and there's a uh, Five Guys franchise that's that's uh, getting put yeah. up near my house. And there were a couple of guys standing outside and the restaurant looks like it's finished. So I asked the guys, they're probably young owners, franchisers. I said, when are you guys opening? They cool. said, we don't have any employees. We need to find employees. Do you know anybody? That really is what you're saying. If you yeah. look at most businesses, that's what's stopping a lot of businesses today is they need people, exactly. good people. That's another reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is I want to make yeah. sure that I can help companies get the right people. And like I said, I believe that video is a key to that. If you can get great people, your business is going to grow and be successful, which I'm sure you Absolutely. already know that. Yeah, I mean, my son, I took him, uh, ironically, just to follow up on that story, we, we went to a Five Guys the other day, and we were sitting behind the counter, and I said to my son, I said, look look at what's going on here, right? So you had someone uh, ringing everybody up. You had, uh, uh, you know, there was a, someone making the milkshakes. There was a guy in the grill, there was someone like kind of distributing and then a guy in the fries, right? And I'm like, mm -hmm. all this doesn't work without people in their lane, if you will, right? So their specialty, if one or two of those people go away, then that system doesn't work anymore and they're not able to produce the product. It's amazing, you know, I'm looking at this place, no wonder it's like a well-oiled machine, but there's six or seven people back there making it happen, right? And nobody's really, they're having fun, not talking really, but just head down, focused on their trade, right? Yeah. On what they do. It's kind of neat to see, right? And, and our business is the same way, right? Yeah. And you're providing that for, uh, for business owners. Huge, huge. Definitely. Yeah. Final question. Yeah. What advice would you give yeah. to young people considering entering the skill trades? Yeah, I mean, I think if, if I was looking back, I mean, I, I've been doing this 20, 21 years. And a, a lot of times when you start your own business, right? You've, you've got, I don't know if it's the ego or whatnot, where you're like, I can tackle the world myself and you know as you get older you're wiser and you become more humbled i'm open today to listen and learn and i would say today if i was a young person or what i would say to young people today is focus on the one or two things that you do great and then try to find other resources to help you with everything else i think a business owner a young you know a trade partner that would say starts to be you know an electrical company today, right? Oftentimes, they're trying to do everything themselves. They're trying to be the marketer. They're trying to be the, the bookkeeper. They're trying to be the invoice person. They're trying to be the skilled trade in the field all day. They're trying to be phone call person, right? And it just, you just can't do it. Just like that scenario, you know, you, you've got to, you know, have support and it takes, you know, a bunch of people to make it happen. So I, I would say be open to other ways to support your business and I think you'll be much more successful. For us, we tell young young students all the time and we're looking for young people that says i mean can you imagine starting a business and then plugging into our system where we're providing you a flood of clients i mean how often is that right you don't have to be a marketer you don't have to right we'll do all the paperwork for you we'll take care of everything just kind of show up and, and do what you do best right that, that so, makes perfect sense no, there's there's a lot yeah. of value in that and I like your advice that you gave. Focus on the things that you do well, like the two things that you do yeah. well and stick with that. That's great advice. Because yeah. a lot of yeah. people worry Thank about you. what they don't do right. So uh, people listening, yeah. especially young people, John just gave some great advice. Focus on what you do well. Focus on two things that you do well. That's yeah. great advice. And that's coming from someone with 21 years experience as a business owner in the skilled trade. So that, you know, always look at the source. 
John, yeah. uh, we'd like yeah. to end with some rapid questions to let people know a little bit about you. Yeah, let's do it. All right. What podcast do you like to listen to? Oh, man, a, bu- a bunch of them. Um, I-, I love uh, the Ed Milet show. Um, there was uh, a podcast I listened to as well. I love marketing by uh, Dean Jackson and uh, Joe Polish. It's all about direct response marketing. I'm really into that as well. Excellent. A bunch of others, but uh, those are a couple of great ones. Favorite artist or music? I grew up a Beatles fan. My dad was a Beatles fan. Gave me my first album, Rubber uh, Rubber Soul. Man, love it. Um, but I, I love classic rock, like uh, like acoustical classic rock and roll. Excellent. Good, good call. A book you read <laughs> that impacted you? David Goggins' latest book, brilliant. And then I just read Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. That's the Nike story. I've heard. Just that. finished those two books, man. Incredible, incredible. Nice. One thing on your bucket list. Oh, man, I want to go to uh, the Sydney Opera House in Australia. Nice. Spectacular structure, man. I just want to stand outside and look at that thing. Wow, that's a good call. One thing you can't live without? Uh, Basketball. I still compete quite a bit, but um, probably probably books. You know, I I love to read. I love to gain knowledge. Love uh, probably reading, I would say. Really important to me. Excellent. Yeah. A quote or a mantra that you live by? A quote or mantra. Um, I love this one. When your goal is to gain experience, perspective, and knowledge, failure is no longer a possibility. Nice. I like that. John, thank yeah. you. John, nice. please let us know how people can find you, share any of your social medias, website. Yeah, sure. So uh, website is gofixit.com, if that is with two X's, so G-O-F-I-X-X-I-T.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. Uh, we post all of our photos. That is also uh, our username is GoFixIt5. And then on Facebook as well, you know, GoFixIt out there as well. So both of those, all three of those, you can find us. Excellent. Yeah. John, thank you so much for your time and uh, continued success with your business. And I look forward to continuing to stay in touch and, and watching your business grow and be successful. You too, Keith. Thanks so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. This was fantastic. My thank pleasure. you so much. You're welcome, John. Thank you for listening to Skill Stadium. It would mean so much if you left a review on iTunes and told your family and friends about the podcast.